Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Authentic Podcast with Justin Doulard. And thank you for tuning in to another episode. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. Another genuine conversation with a unique individual. It's time! All right, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're listening. Welcome back to the podcast. That I always crack open the ice cold bubbly. Not sponsored by Bubbly, but maybe one day. Uh, joining me today is Mr. Chase Hopkins Wilson out in California. Chase, what's going on, brother? Hey, what's going on, dude, Lard? Thanks for having me. No problem, sir. Glad to do it. Uh, so I'm drinking carbonated water. Chase has got some Oktoberfest. Got a DOS boot loaded up here. And we are going to do a Q1 NFL recap. We are four weeks down, so we're going to see how the season's going and just kind of chat about it. Chase has got some pretty good notes, some hot topics, so let's get rolling. Yeah, I mean, I'm really just coming on this as a fan of the NFL and a, you know, a fan of yours and of this podcast and just looking to maybe etch my name in the epitaph of this podcast as a sports correspondent, but quite literally just a fan and nothing more than that, really. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's not a sports podcast. It's a, it's a lot of different things, but obviously I'm a huge sports fan. I'm a huge NFL fan. Uh, play fantasy, follow it weekly, huge Eagles fan. So I'd love to talk about it, but uh, let's get going. What do you got? Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, congrats. Congrats on being a dad. I don't know if you've announced that to your following yet, but you're a dad, even though the baby's not born yet. Congratulations to you, sir. Thank you very much. And uh, I haven't announced it here. That's the first time, but I told Facebook and Instagram. So that's probably the same thing. A lot more people. So I appreciate it. Really excited. Uh, he will be born probably like two weeks after the Super Bowl, so it's perfect timing. Uh, yeah, man, I'm excited, excited for you. Thank you. So uh, I got some first quarter takeaways for this, but I'd like to play a game with you first if you, have, if you, if you will just bear with me here. 100%. I want to test your knowledge to see, kind of validate how much of a football fan you are. I'm going to play the theme songs from each different NFL uh, show, and I want you to try to tell me which station – that song is, is on, as in okay. which channel it is. Okay. So here's the first one. You ready? Okay. So it's pretty quiet, but I can hear it. So, definitely Sunday Night Football. Yep. There definitely you go. Uh, on NBC. That's right. NBC Sunday Night Football. Man, you're one for one. Let me see. This one, this is a layup here. Let me see how you can do with this one. I do want to add a note that I actually like Sunday Night Football more than Monday Night Football now. Sunday Night Football is so much more exciting. The Monday Night games have not been the greatest, but. Yeah, I mean, you're talking. Are you talking about the booth? Or are you talking about the games? Because oh. I, I think, yeah, I definitely think the booth uh, is way better on Sunday I, night than on Monday uh, night. 
I don't understand it, how anyone hates on it, but Tony Romo is an amazing commentator. Amazing. Right. So he's CBS, so he'll be like the game of the week, like midday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, NBC is um, – is it Al Michaels and um, – Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, they're good too. Now here's a guy. That's Chris Collinsworth. Here's a guy that runs. You know, that's what he does. All right. What's uh, what sound two? All right. Here's number two. Could you hear that one a little bit better? Yeah, I, I could hear it great, but I'm kind of stuck. I don't want to mess it up. Uh, oh, gosh. Is it is it Monday Night Football? No. No, it's not. No, it's not. What is it? That's NFL on Fox. It is. Da, 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 yep. da. Oh, yeah, okay. So that's, what, so that's, that's, your, that's Joe your Buck and Troy Aikman. That's okay. What... <laughs> well, now I know you're going to play one of these later. I'm going to answer that. That's Monday Night Football. But, yeah, okay, so that's a daytime one. Yeah, so I've got I've got two more queued up. You can use the process elimination if you want, but you're one for you're one for two so far. So we'll we'll rate your QBR after you we get through this. All right, you ready for the next one? Let's go. Okay, I know that one for sure. It's Thursday night football. It's Thursday night football. Which broadcasting company is it? Hmm. NFL Network. Kind of. Who okay. who's their partner? Oh my gosh. I don't it's know. Cha- it's changed a couple of times, so I'll I'll give you I'll give you a pass because it's CBS. Okay, NFL Network, CBS. Okay, so I, so, I got two thirds of it. So that's a bro rep right there. They used to partner with CBS on Thursday nights, and I think now they do it with NBC. But that one. You got it right technically, Fair. so we'll give we'll give you a we'll give you a half point for that I'm one. Mulligan. <laughs> All right, and here's the last one. Last one queued up. You got to get this one. Now that, sir, is Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. There you go, sir. Which, in my opinion, used to be the best of the best, but I think Sunday Night Football is a lot better now. So I agree. I think once Gruden left the broadcast, it kind of slowly deteriorated. They had, a, they had a wrinkle of hope in the first week because they had Herbie call the game. Herb Street called it with Fowler. I was like, uh, this should be every Monday night. Like, why, why are you wasting my time with, with uh, Steve Levy and the, uh, Brian Greasy? I don't care what those guys have to say. Right. And, like, you, if you look at it from the perspective of they know all these guys already because they've been doing Saturday football, you know, college football their whole careers. Well, they knew who everyone was anyway. Right. They've been watching these guys for 20 years. I miss John Gruden in the, in the booth, but obviously he's back at coaching. <clears throat> Knock on Woody's through with me. <laughs> um, okay. So now we can dive into the nitty gritty of, of, of the takeaways. Um, let's do it. 
I did want to, I don't, I don't think we talked about this at all. I want to mention it before we go too deep and then we can, you know, free float or whatever, but I totally forgot about this. The NFL is expanding its playoff uh, format this year. And I totally forgot. It kind of, I feel like it slipped under the radar. Yeah. I mean, I think coronavirus really took everybody's, uh, you know, attention, right? So they've made some changes to the way football is going to go this year. Not only did you catch that one, but did you know there's there's an extra game now? On uh, Wild Card Weekend? No, the, to the regular season. So there's 17 games instead of 16 games now. Seriously, I did not catch that. I'm, I'm about 95% sure that I there's believe, an extra week of football. Um, the, some, like I said, something I totally <clears throat> missed or slipped under the radar. So the NFL officially expanded its playoff format to 14 teams in the 2020 season. For this season, the playoff field goes from 12 to 14 teams, allowing one more wildcard team from each conference. Major points are the AFC and the NFC will each have seven playoff teams, but only the top seed from each conference will have a first-round bye. So you don't have the one and two seed with a bye. It's only number one. And the way that works is on wildcard weekend, you're going to have the number two seed playing the additional seventh seed that wouldn't have been there. So It's kind of like a playing game. So that's really difficult. That first round buy is huge because it used to be two teams. Now it's one team and then yeah. you get the seventh seed. And sometimes those sixth and seventh seeds will, or excuse me, the sixth seeds previously will sneak up on you and, and, and get it done. So I did some fact checking on the 17th game. Actually, they did add it this year, but they're not going to, they're not going to put it into the schedule until possibly 2022. So the earliest they can do it is 2021. And the latest they can do it is 2023. But sometime between 21 and 23, we're going to start seeing 17 games. Not this year, but potentially next year. I wonder if they will shave off a preseason game to do that. I kind of hope so. Yeah. I think preseason isn't as entertaining. Yeah, I think preseason is pretty dull, minus some of those guys trying to make the squad to get some, some reps and recognition. Um, so they're going to have to find other ways to do that. But I think the preseason uh, may be done for. I think there's a lot of injuries, and it's – I don't know. I could be wrong. I feel like I just don't make money on it. I yeah. think it's probably a huge, you know, but anyway, so well, like I said, let's get into the nitty gritty. What do you got? So I want to kind of first start with like individual efforts and then drop the individuals and focus on just teams. Okay. But uh, I think for the first quarter, like talking rookie of the year potential, like who's on your radar. Um, I have Clyde Edwards Hilaire as my favorite to win rookie of the year right now, and then followed immediately by Joe Burrow. Um, I think the only thing that's holding Joe Burrow back is the wins and the QBR. Yep. Uh, I think I agree with that. Um, I haven't kept up with as many rookies as I would like to, but uh, you know, for Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, he went into the most perfect situation you could possibly do. He went from a championship college team to a Super Bowl winning team that was kind of hurting it running back and needed to fill and he, he stepped in wonderfully so he kind of went went right in hand in hand but typically we always know it's going to be a quarterback or a running back because uh what i can't remember who it was last year but the year before it was either baker or saquon and kyler like, won last year okay i don't know who who was second to him but uh the year before it was baker and saquon barkley and yep. i thought baker was going to get it but it was close and saquon but Anyways, it's always a quarterback, always a running back, just like the MVP. So I agree 100%. It's probably one of those two, probably with uh, Clyde Edwards getting it. So. Yeah, I think Clyde's got it. Now, MVP of the league, 
I think it's going to be really tough to evaluate this year because I, I think there are five players right now that are worthy of winning the MVP. Okay. And they have all played really good. Let's hear it. Um, well, I, I'm going to start with Aaron Rodgers yep. because he has the best QBR in the league right now. He's undefeated, and there I think they're maybe like third or fourth of total offense. He, he's it, also thrown no interceptions. No, yeah, no picks. So I've got him at one. Um, I think Mahomes is two. Uh, Josh Allen at three. And Russell Wilson at four. And, oh, man, I think Dak Prescott at five. Uh, I know Dak doesn't have the wins right now, and that's why he's at five. But the dude is slinging it. He really is. He's thrown for 450 yards twice or three times or something. Something ridiculous. I think he's thrown 500 once and 400 two times. Yeah, they're, they're, the Cowboys are catching a lot of flack, and uh, I don't think it's necessarily his fault. I mean, the Browns hung, what, 41 on him, and he had to come back. And same with the Falcons. He had to have that you know ridiculous comeback with the onside kick. Uh, I don't think he'll win MVP, but obviously he, he's doing really well. Uh, I think Josh Allen will – I think he's hot, and I think he'll kind of phase out a little. And uh, he, I think Could he's be. just too new. And it, it just – I don't – the you know, speaking – into kind of political things. I don't think the NFL is going to pick a MVP from Buffalo for some reason. <laughs> so I agree. I think, uh, and I, I duplicate winning back to back is so rare. Like it's like Brady and Manning are one of the only guys who've done it in the past yeah. two or three decades. So I think Mahomes is, is going to do well, but I think he's going to, I think he's going to push out. He'll be a top five, but, uh, and he's also, he's done, his numbers have been so ridiculous before it's going to be hard to match that. And they're going to compare that. So, I'm a Russell Wilson guy right now, and then Aaron Rodgers is a close second. I think it's one of those two. I agree 100%. I do want to – The only him. reason why I have Dak in there is because he's throwing 422 yards a game right now. Yeah. That's his it, average. Yeah, I think if, if his team was winning more, he'd probably be a top three guy. But his – I mean, they should be 0-4. They're 1-3, so. Oh, we will get to that. <laughs> but I do, I do want to put in a side plug that uh, Aaron Rodgers won me $200 last night. Woo! Thank you – Aaron Rodgers, I really appreciate it. Um, I <clears throat> so I've been betting using FanDuel since it is legal in Colorado. Thank you. But uh, put fifty dollars on the Patriots at plus fifteen. Ooh. And then uh, Tyron Matthew took that pick six to the house, and that pretty mm. much killed that. So I was like, I'm going to recoup. So I put a big whopping eighty bucks on Aaron Rodgers to throw for three, two point five touchdowns or more, and he killed the house. And the odds were ridiculous. It was like plus three hundred. He'd already thrown one. It was an in-game bet, so I was like, I'm going to do it. Won me 250 bucks. It was crazy. Nice. I, I feel like it was a no-brainer against Atlanta's bum-ass defense. So. Hey, there's another reason why you, you should pick him to be MVP, because he's making you some money. He is, and he's, he's killing it. So he's flawless. And, I mean, Russell is too, but it's, it's going to come down to the wire. So. I, I mean, I'm all on board for letting Russ cook. we got to let Russ cook. I, th- I think the reason that he has an edge at all is because people have brought – brought up the fact that he's never got an MVP vote, not even one. I think, I think he got one or it was, it's like one or none out of all he's done, you know, not even one vote. So I think he, people have brought that up and, you know, kind of shown that light on him. So we'll see. The reason why I got Russ down at four and we'll talk about it more later. It's because he's having to throw to save his games. Yep. And um, I think that's, could be a plus for him but it could also kind of hold him back because it kind of hurts his his qbr yep uh, with his attempts and incompletions but uh moving on to defensive player of the year okay. my favorite accolade 
I've got a hot take for who I think is going to be DPOI. All right, let's hear it. Miles Garrett, the single guy who got kicked out of the league last year for hitting Mason Rudolph with his own helmet. That guy is back, and he is coming back with a vengeance, dude. He is. He's he's nasty. He's really really good, and uh, the Browns' defense didn't do too great against Dallas on Sunday, but they did have some highlights. They they what. They uh, were up by like 27 at one point. I mean, their defense is doing really, really well. So I think he's a big factor in that. Well, the dude is leading the league in sacks for one, individual sacks. I think he's averaging, I want to say almost five sacks a game. I need to, I need to verify that, but I'm pretty sure he's averaging five sacks a game. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So uh, do you think, even after his fiasco with the league, kind of that, that eyesore, you think they would vote him MVP? I mean, because that's kind of came and went. You know, he did his, his punishment, and it, it kind of, it's kind of over now. I mean, it was a one-time deal. He hasn't really done anything else. So maybe that's kind of out of the way. I, I do think that it'll be overlooked. I think it has a lot to do with, um, with maybe the context of what we don't know about. Uh, with what went happened on the field, but I think it the NFL loves a rehabilitation story. You know, Darren Waller is Darren a good Waller, example of that. Yeah, man, that guy's awesome. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Colin Kaepernick's on a team next year, just really? just to be on a team. I mean, he may not play, he might not start, but I, I think the league really wants to make amends with what they did to him, and I think they want to be put up on a pedestal. And I think going after going after this kind of rags to riches story or, you know, uh, a comeback kid kind of narrative really works for the NFL yeah. as far as getting people to watch. And uh, after coronavirus, you know, ratings probably aren't going to be a whole lot that good. They're losing money in the stands. So let's, let's, bring, let's bring Stone Cold out of retirement and make him wrestle the rock one more time. That's exactly what the NFL is going to do. <coughs> So I would love to see him back in the league just because he, w- he was a great player at one point. And then he kind of – his career went kind of south for whatever reason. I mean, he was on the Niners. They weren't doing too well. But my, I, the reason I don't think it's going to happen, for a multitude of reasons, I think teams are scared to take that gamble, even though they're kind of shifting. But I, th- I could be wrong, but I think Cap is a guy that wants to be the starter and he doesn't want to be a backup. And I just don't think that someone's going to give him the chance – to come in and earn that. And I think he wants to be a starter because he was a high caliber starter when they cut him. Right. Uh, you know, or, or in his career, I mean, he took the 49ers to the Super Bowl after Alex Smith got injured. I, I feel like he might get a shot, but I just feel like he wants to be a number one and someone's not going to give him that shot, whether that's for personal reasons or because they already got their QB one. But uh, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I just, the reason I compared it is because look how long it took Cam Newton to get signed. The yeah. Patriots got him for nothing. I was about to say it's a Cam Newton paradox. Like yeah. he doesn't want to be a backup anywhere. Yeah. So and I mean, you know, I don't know if he's uh, you know, burning out of his career. He looks okay right now before he got uh COVID, but yeah, I, I thought it took a really long time to get him signed. Uh and for the money he did. They stole him. And I mean that you know, he was a free agent for for how I mean Jameis Winston got picked before him. Of course, Jameis Winston uh, you know, had Quite a few touchdowns, just a lot of turnovers, but thirty for thirty, baby. <laughs> that Brett Favre. Did you hear he had he got LASIK surgery this offseason? 
Yeah, apparently he had bad eyesight or something. Jameis Squinston. <laughs> oh, I do not like that guy. And that's not even really <laughs> like about his Florida State. He just – I just don't legs. like him. <laughs> oh. And then when he did the whole uh, – when he, when they were playing the Saints, when he did the whole W and he was like eating it. Do you, did you see that? Mm-hmm. He was like, we're going to get that W. And he was like licking all his fingers. It was like, and you're, you're just not it, man. You're just not and was it, wasn't it like right after it some sexual – allegations came out about him mistreating a woman yeah he's pretty sure all kinds of stuff man yeah what about that heisman class you got marcus mariota and him both backups three years later yeah well heisman is just a trophy for a really good college quarterback yeah uh, uh, coming as an oklahoma fan and seeing seeing what baker and kyler did and i mean jason white sam bradford it's just it, it's a college award and yeah. It, we shouldn't take away from how good those guys were in college, but we've seen it time in and time out. It's not indicative of how good you're going to play in the NFL. Uh, I mean, what's his name from LSU that won it? Oh, I mean, uh, uh, it's the biggest bust ever. Jamarcus Russell, was that him? Jamarcus Russell. Oh, yeah, God. exactly. So, uh, Did you, Do you remember the infamous story about him in the, in the film? No, no, I have not heard the story. I'm going to misinterpret it a little bit. I can't remember exactly, but I want to say it was – when the Raiders had already drafted him, they gave him some film to study. They said, you know, study this or whatnot. And it was a blank tape on purpose. And he came back, he came back in the room talking about all these coverages he broke down and saw, and it was a blank tape, which means he didn't even watch it. Oh man. You, and then, you know, after they cut it. That's him, fucked up, though, <laughs> on the Raiders' part. I mean, but it's also fucked up on Jamarcus Russell's part. I, I, I mean, is this a cussing podcast? I don't know. No, yeah, you're fine. It's, okay. I mean, <laughs> it, it sounds like they kind of knew that they'd already got themselves in trouble by drafting him if you have to do that. Uh, that's pretty pathetic if you can't trust your guy to watch some tape. But. It reminds me of the movie Draft Day when they put the $100 bill on the back of the playbook to see if the guy actually read the playbook. Mm-hmm. It's exactly that. I, uh, I'm so scatterbrained and we're going way off topic and we'll get after this, but another story I've, I've told this to so many people, cause I just think it's crazy how in depth the NFL is, but, and this is, you know, this is all, um, kind of just spitballing from what I remember reading, but talking about finding guys with bad tendencies in the draft and these guys scout them ridiculously. So my brother, the other day, this is kind of keyed into it, just a, a factor. My brother did it the other day, sent me this like memo or email or lit or something that, someone getting into the draft, they called his old junior high teacher, a teacher, not a coach, and asked how he was as a student. Like if he skipped class, like this guy's like 21, 22 now, and they're calling, you know, Miss Susie, seventh grade, be like, hey, how was, you know, how was little Jimmy in fifth grade algebra? I was like, that's, that's crazy. They go back that far. And then the other story I have was about Justin Blackman, who we know had some major substance abuse issues and, and just fizzled out of the league, just DUI after DUI, possession of marijuana, just little petty stuff that, you know, you could pay an Uber driver for when you're a multimillionaire. But anyways, number four pick in the draft from Oklahoma State, uh, best wide receiver in the nation at the time. So I read a story that one of the NFL scouts in the top 10, because, you know, they knew he was going to go in the top 10. A scout went to Stillwater for a week, couple nights, because they heard – Justin was a heavy drinker. A partier. They heard he was out all the time, so they said, we're going to go see. And they sent this scout to the dive bars to shadow him and see how often he showed up. All right, hold on. Before you go further, I'm going to defend the pokes here. 
all of the pokes. Every every OSU cowboy. <laughs> I am not a pokes fan. I'm going to defend them. There isn't anything else to do in Stillwater, Oklahoma. So everyone goes to the bars in Stillwater, Oklahoma. What is it? What street is that? Uh, is it Washington Street? I don't know. But if you're getting ready for the draft and you're going to be a top 10 pick, you might just chill out for a little bit. If you know people are calling, asking, I, I don't know. Or There's nothing wrong with going to the bar either. These guys no. know he's 21, 22. But what was he doing at the bar? Was he, you know, leaving the bar puking? Was he there Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Thursday, Thursday? I mean, come on. There had to be Well, something. it sounds like he was driving home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too soon, too soon. Oh. So, um, just to fact check, you're, it's five sacks total, not five sacks average for Miles Garrett. Okay, and that's pretty good. He's currently tied with Zadarius Smith from Green Bay. Okay. And looks like Alden Smith from – I think he's a Dallas. Yeah, he's he's behind him with four sacks. So uh, those three are probably our DPOY contenders. Uh, I, I mean, it's a, it's always easy to say Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, but uh, I really think Miles Garrett's going to steal it this year. Yeah, he's a good contender. Um, I did pull that article up while you're looking at. Let's see. Okay, just want to read real quick, then we will f- officially move on. Okay, there was concerns about the former Oklahoma State receiver's off-field conduct leading up to the draft. He rest on DUI in 2010. Dominic said one of the Buccaneers scouts followed Blackman around Stillwater. We found out there was a bar called the Cricket Inn or the Cricket, which was popular at Oklahoma State. So the scout would sit there for a week. He sat there for one week, went in every day at 3 o'clock, and stayed till 11 o'clock at night. That was his only job, and we checked how many times did Justin Blackman come to the bar and he came in too many times, and we took him off our board. The Buccaneers held the fifth pick in the draft, but traded it to the Jaguars for the number seven pick, and the Jaguars ended up taking Justin Blackman. So the Bucs wanted him, sent him down, sent the scout down to the cricket, and realized he was at the bar too much. So I think the fear is, is like both Tampa Bay and Jacksonville are kind of drinking towns, you know? Um, so maybe they're like, I don't know, this guy could be going out, so maybe we need to decide whether we keep him or not because we don't want him in and out of the bars all the time yep all right fun stories moving on though what else you got uh best kicker i we do not we do not hold the kicker in as high of regard as we should hold him uh because of uh, how many i'm not sponsored by pat he was a punter but he is for the kicking and punting teams well, I mean, look at look at what they contribute. I kind of support him on the 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 points piece. Like, you know, that guy made kickers like score. 50, they make like sixty, seventy thousand dollars a kick or a punt or something. So good for them. But uh, yeah, did you see uh, Harrison Bucker? Did you see when they played the Chargers in overtime? Those field goals he had to make. So he made three fifty. It was like fifty-two or fifty-three yards in a row. Like the first one was a flag, the second one was like a timeout. I think it was two timeouts. It was, but he made three in a row in overtime. So I've been in that stadium, and I'll tell you why it's easy to kick in that stadium. They have complete. It's like an open air stadium, but there, it, it, there's also like a a dome, so it feels like an open air stadium. So it feels like your kicks are big, but there's no wind, so there's no. It feels like your kicks are just going so much further. Very nice. That's the Charger Stadium, the new one. Yeah, the L.A. Stadium, so it's SoFi Stadium. Yeah, Gotcha, okay. So it's so, uh, Chargers and Rams Stadium. 
So who's your who's your kicker then? You were talking about you said your Rodrigo Blankenship, the oh, rookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also a potential ROI, even though he'll never win it because kickers don't win that award. No. But the guy has been kicking great. He kicked great in college and he's kicking great in the NFL right now. I think he's missed maybe one field yeah. goal. Two notes that I know on that, and I don't follow the Colts or kickers much at all, but I did see he uh, – so first of all, he beat out Adam Vinatieri for the job, even though Adam Vinatieri is like 49 or something. I think he's really like 45. He's really old, but beat him out. Still still a pretty good accolade no matter how old he is. And then two, I saw that for – I think – I want to say the first two or three games at least, he has outscored their opponents, Rodrigo has, which right. isn't a test to the whole team, their defense. But I It's mean, a defense, yeah. Yeah, but still pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So do we want to talk about some teams that you should not bet on? Uh, we should. I know who you're going to say, and I 100% agree. Well, let me give you a little memory hint. <laughs> Don't lay them bets down on those New York Jets. You can remember that. You won't lose a bet. This sounds like a Christmas, a Christmas tale, but I 100% agree, um, even though I – didn't bet a lot. I'm pretty active on the bets, obviously. I'm sure people are going to pick up on that. Even if it's 10 bucks, I like to make some fun prop bets. But last week, Thursday night football, by the way, Thursday night football, so terrible. Every single week. Hopefully this week will be better. But I was thinking, okay, the Broncos are on their third string quarterback. They had a short week. They traveled to New York. I was like, I'll take the Jets. Money line. Not even Mm. Oh, my God. And they had like two pick sixes or something ridiculously. Let me tell you why you don't bet on the Jets. I already know, but let's hear it. They have the worst offense in the NFL. They are last place in total offense. And they are last place in total passing yards. They are the worst team in the NFL, hands down. As an armchair quarterback, I'm going to confidently say, Sam Darnold, you are a bum. Bum. Overrated. Yes or or no question. Do the Jets – draft trevor lawrence if they have the chance i don't think they're gonna have the top pick but i don't the top think pick, the topic is always guaranteed to be trevor lawrence that's right i don't think they take a quarterback really you think sam's no. still good yeah i well here's the deal they're gonna fire adam that guy's gone he should be gone right now instead yeah, of bill O'Brien. there's a few there's a few guys that should be gone but he definitely should be gone and i think this new coach is gonna want to keep whatever he's got right now and work with it and then add pieces. Um, because the jet, the jets haven't figured out their identity. Do we build through the draft? Do we build through free agency? And they're kind of all over the place. That's what they need is they need a GM that's going to allow them to choose one way, one direction. If we're going to build through the draft, let's focus on one side of the ball to build through the draft. And then let's, let's use the other side of the ball to build through free agency or let's do the opposite, or let's only build the reagency. But the biggest problem is they can't decide which direction to go, and it's been it's been a problem for them. Except for Buffalo, the state of New York is it's in a bad place. The Giants, the Jets, zero and eight. Well, I, I, the other three teams that I have as my don't bet on teams do not bet on the Falcons. Oh my! They're gonna blow it up. They're not going to be able to win games. They'll win some games, but they're the worst team in that division. Absolutely. Do not bet on the Vikings. <laughs> I have historically been a Vikings fan, but I think 
with losing what they've lost this in the, in this offseason. They lost a lot of guys on defense uh, to free agency. They lost a receiver in the trade. Stephon and, I mean, Jefferson's going to be good eventually, but he's not good right now. I mean, he's doing well, but he's not going to be what Stephon Diggs was. And Kirk Cousins is just not the guy. And He's not bad, but he's just not – he just doesn't have the – Not good. Factor. Yeah. He's not bad, but he's not good. Yep, I agree 100%. I don't hate the guy, but I don't, you know, he's definitely not, I don't know. He just, like you said, he just doesn't have that it factor. So, And then the last team, don't bet on the Dolphins. Don't bet on <laughs> Miami. Uh, yeah, I think that one's pretty self-explanatory, but I agree. Uh, you think Tua comes in soon or no? I think Ryan Fitzpatrick's doing okay. And I think, I, I, in my opinion, I mean, I don't know anything about coaching quarterbacks. I really don't. But I think they're doing well by Tua by letting him learn and sit. I think throwing him in the fire is is too much. I think they're doing well by Tua by doing that, but yeah. they're not doing well by their team. No. But I mean, well, uh, even if Tua comes in, I, I don't think they're going to be that much better. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, uh, I really think they're still kind of in that lower tier so they can maybe add either to their offensive line or to their defensive line. Yep. Now, I've got four teams that I think you shouldn't give up on. Okay. There's four teams I'm saying don't give up on these guys because it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn for them. Um. And it, they're not obvious picks, okay. but I think Houston is going to turn around. Yes, they fired their coach. Romeo Cornell is taking over. That is a good thing for them. Bill O'Brien is not the coach that whoever owns the Texans believes he is. And it took them this long to figure it out. But I think that team is going to rally around their new coach and rally around their grouping. And they also had a really tough four-game schedule to yeah. open the season. Really, really tough did. schedule. So I think the Texans are going to turn around. They're figuring out how to win with the, with the group they got. They're figuring out how to run the ball. They're going to get better. They're just not good right now. I think Detroit is another team that you should not give up on. I think that that offense is going to start clicking soon, and I think the defenses just need some work. But once that defense starts shoring up, they are going to be a better team than they are right now. Did you see them roasting Matt Patricia though and his comments, what he said? When he uh when he got to Detroit, he said he said made some comment about how we've got a lot of work to do here, we've got a lot of turning around to do, and then he's his record's like far worse than Jim Caldwell's was. Is that if that was the coach? The the previous coach is yeah. It's way worse. No, I think it was wasn't it uh, Jim Bob Cooter, wasn't that the guy that was the coach right before <laughs> uh, Patricia? I, I, it's so funny that that's a real person's name, but uh, I can't remember yeah. who it was. But that's a created uh, coach, like in, in NCAA football on Xbox, you create your coach's name, you make his name Jim Bob Cooter. Like that's why, not a real person. Why would you ever want to go by that? Hey, I'm uh, I'm Jim Bob. Oh, my last name's Cooter. Like what? <laughs> but yeah, no, he made some comment when he got there that they had a lot of fixing to do and he's since i think he's won like seven games and lost like 25 or some ridiculous okay so we got yeah. those teams who, who else you got i think the giants are going to get a little bit better um i don't think they're going to be great but i think they're going to get a little bit better um i think joe judge is isn't a great coach yet but i think he has potential to be a good coach he's just got to find the right guys so this is his first year on this team and he he comes in and he is a disciplinarian he is a hard-nosed coach and he's got to cull the herd and weed out those guys that aren't strong enough to cut it for his team and once he starts getting those guys in their winning positions they'll start winning games 
I remember typically for some reason, the most little random facts and tidbits I see, they just kind of stick with me. It's just how I've been. But I read this past summer, he was like taping the wide receivers hands. So they would not hold. He said, right. you're, you're not going to, I'm not going to give you the option to hold. So for a drill, he was putting like gloves on them where they, they couldn't open their hands or something ridiculous. Like you said, disciplinary, it's pretty, pretty intense. It's like Woody Harrelson coming into the, uh, <laughs> to the Flint, Michigan tropics and saying, we're going to run this play without a ball and stabs the ball. That's exactly who Joe judge is. That's awesome. he, we're going to run this play till you puke. That is Joe judge. Yeah. And the, they've had a lot of injuries. Saquon's been out. Uh, Sterling Shepard's been out. Um, you know, Daniel Jones is year two or year three. So yeah. Young. And, and of course it's the NFC East. You win five games. You might be good. It's bad. Yeah, you might make the playoffs. It's really bad. <laughs> the NFC uh, the best the, name in the, in the NFL. The last team that I have for don't give up on is the Jags. Okay. The Jags have had some wide receiver issues with health and some offensive line issues, but I, I think Gardner Minshew makes good decisions as a quarterback, and I think that's going to start panning out for them once they get these guys a little better with health. Um, I think defense will start getting a little bit better um, they also have to play some teams that aren't so good. So they could use that to their advantage for sure. Yeah. I still want to know what happened with the Leonard Fournette situation. I think that was just him kind of wanting to get off a crappy team and being a, a you know, a diva or uh, not really appreciating what he had, but you know, that kind of comes and comes and goes with players in the NFL. So that, or maybe he saw Bruce Arians and Bruce was like, Hey, we want you. So just, sure. just, just get Start cut. Act, acting up. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, I mean, Tom Brady pulled Gronk out of retirement. Um, he was trying to recruit other players, and he's good at it. It makes sense. He's only got a handful of years. He's got he's a win now, obviously. Right. Um, I got a random question for you, as always. <clears throat> My mind Go is for always it. <clears throat> scatterbrained. Will Antonio Brown ever play in the NFL again? Yes or no? No, no, no. I agree. No, I think his, I think his behavior has really hurt his credibility i mean didn't his didn't his agent drop him he had rosenhouse he, he had I, something like that they dropped him or he was he threatened to drop him if he did one more ridiculous thing and then there was a point where he got arrested for doing some petty stuff and then apparently there was a time where his wife and kids were going to leave him and i don't know man that guy that that uh, he has too many distractions that meltdown happened so ridiculously fast it was like Hard knock. Did you watch Hard Knocks when that was on? Yes. Yes. It was like it, episode, was, it was like episode one. He didn't like the helmet, and his feet were burned from cryotherapy. That was it. It was kind of minor. Yeah. And it was like episode two. Still didn't like the helmet, and he was kind of hanging out. And then it was like episode four. He's cut, and then he's like on the Patriots. He has an awesome game, and then he's like he's gone again. And then it just it was it just happened so fast. It was crazy. I mean, at the local sporting goods store, there was two Antonio Brown jerseys. 75% off. You had a Raiders one and a Patriots one. Like how rare is that in, in a span of 30 days, you got two jerseys on the sale rack, you know? Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I think he's done for sure. Yeah, I agree. That's sad, crazy, but I don't know if that's a, if that's a PTSD deal or he's just kind of a prima donna, but very strange. Yeah. I think it's definitely, a, uh, it's everything. It's all things considered is reason why he's not playing. Yeah, well, he he was making rap videos uh, there there for a minute, so maybe but, that's his future. I thought there was some. I thought there was going to be some uh, 
I don't know, something come to fruition because he was he was throwing with all these quarterbacks. Like, and you know, these guys typically don't associate with people they don't really want to, you know, put their name with. Like he was throwing with Russell Wilson and catching with uh Russell and and then Lamar Jackson and his friends, I think, oh, his cousin, his cousin's Hollywood Brown on the Ravens. So he was with Hollywood yeah. and Lamar in the offseason and was like, there it is, but nothing came of it. So well, I think Harbaugh is a smart guy, and I think he's like, yeah, no, Marquise, you're good, and right. you have a totally different uh, <laughs> behavior than uh, your cousin, and right. uh, we like you. We're going to keep you, but I don't think it's going to work for us here at, yeah. uh, at the Ravens for Antonio. So I got four teams that I think you should not hold your breath on, meaning don't hold your breath on these teams because I don't think – where they are right now is indicative of where they're going to be. Okay. So you and, said don't, don't give up on Detroit Texans, yep. Jaguars and giants. Right. And now give up on. Well, yeah. I mean, don't hold your breath. It's just saying give up on them because you want to give up on the jets, the Falcons, the Vikings and dolphins. <laughs> but I wouldn't, I wouldn't like hope that they're going to continue this, uh, this rate that they've been at. Um, uh, San Francisco, they're too injured. They have injuries everywhere. And th- I think their third string quarterback played Monday night or Sunday night. It was a Monday night. He did. He played my, it was Monday night. Football. Sunday night. Sunday night. Sunday night, football. Sunday night. Yeah. He played my Eagles and they started Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins threw two picks, one fumble. Fumble might not have been his fault, but one was a pick six, I think. Uh, and then fourth quarter, they put in CJ Beathard, third string. And he tore us apart the fourth quarter. He almost rallied them back. He went his first drive. He went like eight for eight. Nice score. Right. They play CJ Beathard that game. They beat us, but that doesn't say much because we're pretty terrible right now. But I agree. Uh, a lot of injuries, and uh, I mean, it's true. Super Bowl hangover is real. Yeah. And not to mention, their division is freaking tough. I know you're in your notes. You got that as the best division in the NFL. I do. Uh, Seahawks and Cardinals are absolutely wrecking it. We'll we'll get to that. Um, Another team I have, don't hold your breath on. Uh, don't hold your breath not only because it's in high altitude, but because <laughs> they can't figure out who's going to play quarterback. That's the Denver Broncos. The Broncos. I, I don't understand why you would pick up Blake Bortles and then make him the third string behind Ripien and oh, the, the other guy. I already forgot his name. Uh, um, Drew Locke? No, Locke got hurt, and then uh, there was another starter – Oh yeah, okay. And then uh, Ripian came in. I I totally uh, Allen just, maybe no yeah, he's somewhere yeah. I can't I can't remember. See, this is why you should not hold your hold don't hold your breath uh, hoping for these guys to get good because I don't even know who their second street quarterback is. How uh, so? Yeah, one I, I did not know they signed Blake Bortles. I guess I missed that. But <clears throat> how crazy is it that uh, you know a Hall of Fame quarterback as the GM can't find his next quarterback when you got guys like John Lynch and or in uh, San Francisco who is a really great GM and, and is killing it. But then Elway just can't find a quarterback since Peyton left. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just, I'm not convinced that coach is, is the right, the right coach for the Broncos. I, when I think of Denver, I think of high powered offensive coaches. I, I don't think a heavy stern defensive coach is going to win. It's going to win you a championship in Denver. You know who they got to bring back, don't you? Tell Tim me. Tebow. Tim Tebow. <laughs> as, as a quarterback or as a coach? <laughs> Either. You got to bring something. I mean, you know, he, he didn't do a lot for him, but he got him a playoff win. So. Yeah, well, yeah. 
But he went like I mean, nine, I mean, Peyton Manning won them a Super Bowl. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, he had a, that he was had, after Tebow. He had a really good season that year until in the end. But okay, so you got Broncos, 49ers, which I agree with. I think the Niners will. I think the Broncos are terrible because they are. Uh, I think the Niners are, you know, you got Super Bowl hangover injuries and the division is really tough. Like it was even tough last year for them and they made the Super Bowl. Uh, the Seahawks are always on their neck. The Cardinals are doing decent. I think Niners finish like nine and seven, maybe eight and eight or something. Injuries and then just a tough division. So, who's your other two? The Bears, Chicago, three and one. Pretty glamorous for that team, but don't hold your breath. Yeah, I agree. And it has everything to do with their offense. They can't get it to work, with regardless of who's playing. Yeah, they've, Alan, they've been able to win games yep. in the first quarter, but I don't think that they're going to continue to win games. And one of those was, like everyone, they rally back against the Falcons with some ridiculousness. Uh, gosh, the Falcons, I feel so bad for them. But do you think uh, Trubisky's out? No, I think Trubisky's going to be a starting pitcher and Nick Foles is going to be a closer. And they're going to, and that, that's going to weigh, it's going to work for them. Because Nick Foles doesn't play good when he's a starter, but he plays like Hall of Famer when he comes off the bench. He's that pressure, man. It's like the NFL Six Man of the Year award. Let's just make that a thing and have him come off the bench and score some points. No joke. Why don't they use Nick? like a six man whenever just whenever he's struggling put him back in and then get you know give Mitch a break or something because like you said when the pressure's on he's there like I mean what not as a full-time guy but like hey we need you to come in and do something real quick All right, right. I got you. but full-time starter he's just I love Nick Foles oh my god he's like a closing pitcher in the MLB like just come in and close this game out yeah how how crazy is it you're Super Bowl MVP and then two year within two years you're on three different teams yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty wild, but I really think it has everything to do with who Nick Foles is. He's a great backup quarterback who can come in and win your games, but yep. is he a starter? How consistent can he stay? We don't know. And then the last team I think don't hold your breath on, the Washington football team. God, that drives me crazy. I tell you why I don't think you should hold any hope for them, and it's because they've had way too many distractions this offseason. For good reason, but way too many distractions. And it doesn't help when your coach has cancer and he's going yeah. through a battle, yep. and he can only be there a limited time. Um, it doesn't help when your quarterback turns the ball over as much as he's been turning the ball over. It doesn't help when your top draft pick leaves for a groin injury and only plays half a game these are reasons why I don't think you need to like hold any hope for those, for that team, because I don't think they're going to win very many games. Remember when I sent you that, I think I sent it to you uh, on Instagram, but clearly their marketing team was not talking to their front office. Cause it was this, <laughs> this summer, they put a picture of Adrian Peterson up on their Instagram and said, AD's ready to roll. And then they cut him. They cut him the same day. Later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, no, uh, Dwayne Haskins just doesn't look great. Of course, he got thrown in the mix too, young guy. And, you know, he went to Ohio State. And, you know, how those kind of like sometimes the OU syndrome, they ball out at Ohio State. I feel like every quarterback at Ohio State throws 40 touchdowns. And then they come to the league and it's like, eh, not real hot. Uh, but I can't, I can't think of 
the last Ohio State quarterback that's done really well in the NFL. No, they're they all second, third stringers, and then a lot of them get moved to wide receiver. Braxton Miller, Terrell Pryor. Yep. Um, yeah, but the Washington football team, I I don't mind the name change. You know, that's all apology. I don't care if it's offensive to people. If you know if it is, that's fine. I understand. But my problem, my beef is, you had two months to pick a name. Why are you still the Washington football team? Pick a name. If you knew you were going to do that, you got to have an immediate marketing plan. Let the, let the people vote. Do whatever you got to do, but pick a team name. How long are they going to go? Are they going to wait till the season's over? I mean, I don't. I don't think they should pick a name. I'm on. I'm on the. Uh, I'm on the fence of whether or not they should have a name or not. Like if it should be the team or like Red Tails, that was really popular. Yeah. Red Wolves was another one that was popular. But I, I think if – because you know those partners want to get rid of the owner and they don't want him to be a part of it. Is that Snyder? So, Dan Snyder, yeah. Yep. So I think those partners and even even the, the partners, like the sponsoring partners that they have, like FedEx and those, those other – their corporate sponsors, they don't want him in there. So if they get him out, maybe they wait to rebrand until they can bring in a new owner or, a, or a new group. That's a valid point. Not something I thought of, but uh, it just, I don't know. It just drives me crazy. I just, it's so weird, the Washington football team. But like you said, who knows? Maybe it sticks. Uh, I maybe, maybe it's like football club, you know, right? like in soccer, that other sport. The other football. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you got your four teams – don't give up on you got four teams don't hold your breath got anything else no i i think those are the those are the ones i that really stand out to me right now and then i just kind of have some divisions broken down and then some uh you know some statistical leaders i've got some questions for you before we dive into anything else because i know i know we may we may be pressed for time but there's six we've got about 10 15 more there are six undefeated teams left in the nfl now, granted, two of those six were supposed to play each other, but didn't because of coronavirus. Pittsburgh yep. Steelers, Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. Titans. Okay. Seahawks, Titans, Steelers, Chiefs, Bills, Packers. They're all undefeated. Okay. Which team do you think loses in week five? And I'll, give, well, I'll give you some, some information here. The Packers are on a bye, so the Packers can't lose. Okay. And the Titans and Bills, both undefeated, play each other. Okay. In that game, I'm taking the Bills. Yeah, same. So yeah. I think I think Titans lose. Um, I don't know who the Chiefs play. Uh, I can look at it real quick, but no, I, I think um, I think the Titans are decent, but I think the Bills are really good, man. I think they, I mean, they almost won the AFC East last year, and I think with the Patriots, uh, you know, kind of Bradyless and Cam Newton got COVID, lost a game. I I think this is the 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 first year that they they slide in. It's not going to be by much, but th- I think they're going to do it. Because, right. uh, you know, even though the Bills were, I think they were like 11 and 5 or 12 and 4 last year, so something really good. But they, I think they lost both divisional games. I think they went 1 and 1 to New England. So they still have to beat them. Um, and you know, those divisional games, those are always a toss up, man. Uh, let's see. But so yeah, no, I, th- I think I got Bills on that one. I think you're right. I think the Titans will be the first team to lose. Uh, and I think they were going to lose to the Steelers. So. Let's see, um, Bills, Titans, you got Chiefs, Raiders. Um, that should be a good one. That's always a good one. I, I think yep. the Chiefs win it, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was close. Uh, let's see, who else? Who was, who was the other Seahawks. 
Seahawks got the Vikings. Um, uh, I, you know, I think I think this Who's is the Steelers playing. Too. So Steelers got. Let's see. Well, Steelers. The Eagles. How did I not know that? Eagles. Oh man. Got a little Pennsylvania game. Yeah, the battle for Penn. Um, so moving in the same in the same vibe, we have four teams that don't have a win. No, none of these teams have a win. Jets, Texans, Giants, Falcons. Which team picks up a win in week five? The Texans are playing the Jags. The Falcons are playing the Panthers. The Jets are playing the Cardinals. And the Giants are playing the Cowboys. Who wins? I think the Texans. I think the Texans and I think think the Giants could win. Uh, You know, it depends. Dallas could come out and be pissed and score 40 on them and then they only score 12. But I think the Texans win. I think, like you said, they had a really tough schedule. They got a new coach. And, I mean, they're a good team. They're going to have to win eventually. And, um you know, the Jags are not a good team. So they've only got one win. I think Texans win. I agree. I think the, I think the Texans will win as well. I think that game will be a shootout, though, because Gardner Minshew makes good decisions. I again. love that guy. He is so funny. So do you want to do a quick run-through of the divisions and, like, where I think which division is where? Let's do this. Let's go – because we'll go about 10 more minutes, wrap it up. Let's do – each division, you can do a quick recap, and then we'll predict our winner for that division in each conference. I like that. I like and that. And then we'll go, we'll go quarter one Super Bowl predictions and, and call it good. So let's start with the best in both conferences. The best division in the NFC, in my opinion, is the NFC West. That is factual. That's not an opinion. And I think Seattle looks like they're going to they're gonna take that first round by. I think if you continue to let Russ cook, they'll win games. The only thing that's going to – give them problems is they don't have a very good defense. I know you look at these guys and you're like, Oh, those guys are good defense. Like Jamal Adams, when he's healthy, he's in there. That's good. The, the Griffins, they, they have a good defense. The problem is they allow way too many yards. They have statistically the worst defense in the NFL yet. They have the best, one of the best offenses. They're top five offense. Yep. I think that one's going to be super close. Uh, I think, you're, I think you're going to have, uh, you know, one of those teams, and then you're going to have a wild card out of there for sure. Yeah, and, I think uh, it's the Rams. Gosh, I, that division is crazy. I didn't even think about the Rams. Uh, yeah. They said with the new playoff format, could this be the first division to all four teams to go? But is it is it weird that some of the hotter teams are not the team that just went to the Super Bowl? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, think you look at the Rams. They, they're three and one. They've They've had some decent wins. Uh, they struggled a little with the Giants this, this week, but um, I, I I really think they're they're a wild card team for sure, and I think the Cardinals are a pleasant surprise. I think yep. Kyler Murray is fun to watch. Absolutely, he's fun to watch, and I also think that Hopkins, once they figure that out, it's going to be electric, man. Yeah. The well, problem I, I with the Cardinals though. is their defense. Yeah, I agree though. I th- I think it's going to be close, but I think you got Seattle. And then I, I don't know who the wild card out is. Those those last three teams are going to be in a dogfight. But I think Seattle wins it. So, yeah, the best division in the AFC I have as AFC North. This is going to be kind of a polarizing decision here because I know a lot of people don't think the AFC North is going to be that good. Um, at least you know before the season started. But I think these teams have been so great across the board. Uh, Pittsburgh has played amazing defensively. Baltimore 
you're going to tell me that the Baltimore offense can't score. And then the Browns are leading the league in rushing. The Browns, the Cleveland Browns are three and one. I can't remember the last time they scored this many points in three games in a row. Yeah. It was before uh, I was born. I really, <laughs> it really sucks that uh, Nick Chubb got hurt. I'm, he's, he's only out for a couple of weeks, but I think they'll be fine with Kareem Hunt, who was the former chief starter. But <clears throat> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Let's see. I don't know if they're the best division in there, but you know, you're probably, I, I think that the East is really good too. Cause the Pats are still the Pats, the bills, um, those two, two out of the, out of the four, but I agree that that division is awesome because the Steelers are back fighting. Uh, the Ravens will probably win it because they, you know, they Super Bowl caliber team. And then the Browns are, are, they look for real. They're, they're doing really well. They're three and one. I, I think the Browns are a wild card team. I think they're going to have to fight for it, but I, I do think they're a wild card team. And I think, the I think they get the very team. last spot and they have to play the second, second round team, or second uh, seeded team. I would like to see, cause I, I think the Steelers are good. I think, um, you know, not a huge Ben Roethlisberger fan. I don't hate him. I'm not a huge Mike Tomlin fan. Don't hate him either, but I think it'd be nice to see the Ravens win. And then I think the Browns take the wild card. And then I think the Steelers just barely miss out. Yeah. But depends I mean, on the health. Yeah, yeah. Health of big Ben and, and their running back, James Conner. Yep. Uh, but that defense is great for Pittsburgh. It is. Uh, how about the worst division in the NFC? Don't we already know. The NFC I mean, least. I don't I mean I'm not shooting I'm not taking shots at you here, buddy. You should. But That's bad. The NFC East is the worst. They stink. <laughs> one, garbage. One and three and one is the division lead, and we're winning the division only because we don't have one more loss. We have a tie. This That's may the be the only time I've ever seen a tie actually be a good thing for a team. <laughs> Oh man, you know it's funny. Uh, the last time the Eagles tied with somebody, it was against the Cincinnati Bengals when Donovan McNabb didn't know you could tie in the NFL. And I can't say I blame the guy because it's ridiculous. I don't like ties in any sport. I don't. It's. I think it's stupid. Now I know we both think the Cowboys should be zero and four right now, but I really think that they're going to win that division. Uh, I I know you have a hard time admitting that because you're an Eagles fan. No, I. But they, I, I'm they have the best man. offense. I'm an honest man. Um, truthfully, I, it's not going to be Washington. It's not going to be the Giants. This is a 50-50 shot. It's been a 50-50 shot for the past three years. And the NFC East is notorious for a new division winner every year. It's like Cowboys, Eagles, Eagles, Cowboys. And then you throw in a Giant every now and then. And, but uh, I would agree with that. We look pretty terrible. I think we only won against San Francisco because we were playing a second and a third string quarterback. And then they had a lot of other injuries. And, I mean, we're, we're beat up. I mean, not that that's an excuse, but we were down to our fifth wide receiver on the depth chart. We had Alshon Jeffrey out. We had Deshaun Jackson. We had Greg Ward. We had our number one draft pick, Jalen Rager. Um, but, I don't know. I, it's hard to say. I think we finished, like, at, looking at it now, we have a tough schedule coming up. I think we finished, like, six and ten, maybe seven and nine, unfortunately. And I, yeah. I think Dallas is like an eight and eight, maybe, maybe a nine yeah. and six if they turn it around and they probably win. So unfortunately I agree. I think um, the one thing that's working in the Cowboys favor is they haven't played anyone in their division yet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so they've got what, six games to play against their own division. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. So there's six wins potentially for them because right. I think it's going to be hard to defend. I think their offense is going to be difficult to defend. Yeah, their their offense. I mean, <clears throat> if you're an offensive guy and you like shootouts, they're fun to watch on TV because 
they get scored on, but they score back. It's kind of like, you know, super exciting fantasy game. I mean, you know, you got C.D. Lamb. uh, Mark Is it Marcus Gallup, I think? You know, he's doing well. You got Z. I think it's um, Mike Gallup, maybe. Mike Gallup. But, uh, no, they're fun to watch on offense because not only are they scoring a lot of points, they have to. Um, But, yeah, that division is – God, it's awful. It's bad. But All right, but you're not alone. There's another – worst division out there in the AFC and this is the AFC West. This is a hot take for me, I think, because a lot of people are like, what the Chiefs are in the AFC West. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Chiefs are good. The rest of them are are not good. Yeah, it's only a quarter of the division, so Yeah. Uh, I mean Vegas, LA and Denver are just not where they need to be to to be a better division. I think Vegas is improving. Vegas has some talent, and they have a good coach. I think L.A. has some – they have health problems. The Chargers can't keep anyone healthy. Hell, they almost killed their quarterback. Their own team doctor almost killed the guy. I don't – Stabbed him in the chest. I don't get that. I understand you don't want to start Justin Herbert early because he's a rookie. You want to give him time. But if your quarterback has cracked ribs, dude, why risk it? I mean – that's not good. He, it's Tyrod Taylor. You know, he's kind of a mobile guy. He kind of uses his athletic ability to get around. Uh, you know he's going to take some shots. Uh, why would you do that anyways? If he's got cracked yeah, ribs, let, you, seems... you, just, you just drafted Justin number five or six. Let him throw it, dude. The, guy, the kid is brilliant. He's, he's good. He's really good. He how, how long is that needle? It punctured his lung, right? That's yeah, it's why really he, bad. So how long, how long is that needle to go into someone's skin – I mean, you should – look, if the needle's only like an inch, yeah, maybe he can play. But if the needle is long enough to punch your lung, maybe the guy shouldn't play the game. Yeah, and on, you know, in addition to that, one, I have no idea anything about medical. We should ask your mother or my father who are medical professionals how bad that was. But another thing, it was like 10 minutes before kickoff. Like, yeah. are you, you're in that much pain that you need a shot – 10 minutes before like justin herbert didn't know he was starting until like the game happened yeah he thought coach was joking yeah like that's i don't know it's ridiculous i of course that's the nfl you know they you know don't like the marijuana don't like all the the other excess stuff but you know load them up with percocets and painkillers and and shots but yeah that's crazy no they i think the chargers will do well in a couple years but except they got a lot of injuries and you know newer coach and a lot of improving to do so yeah and then the, the chiefs uh they should own that division for probably the next three to five years without any real challenge, honestly. Yeah. Long live the king, I guess. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, king, king of the Midwest. That's king, right. King of the whole NFL, man. My God, that guy owns part of a baseball team at like 25. Yeah. And he's got, he's got a long-term deal. He, he, he's set, man. Yeah, and he's been, you know, healthy for the most part. So. Yeah. I'm now on the rest his, of the, his bandwagon. So the rest of the field, it's kind of a toss-up with the other two, the other two divisions from each each conference. Um, it, it really is pretty close. And the NFC South, Tom Brady, I think he wins uh, that division. The New Saints Orleans, look, the Saints look fairly disappointing so far. Yeah, New Orleans may may be able to figure it out, but uh, I think Carolina is kind of a pleasant surprise. I think Teddy Bridgewater looks pretty good there. Um, and I think the Atlanta coach gets fired before week six. I feel bad for that guy because Atlanta looks competitive at times, but then they just – it's like 
they just crumble. Oh my God. And it's not even the same coach from the Super Bowl, for God's sakes. This is four years removed, three years removed. They have more first round picks starting on their team than any other team in the NFL. Well, hey, here's a fun fact there are more undrafted free agents in the Hall of Fame than there are number one picks. Well, there you go, man. I'm talking first rounders, not not necessarily number one overalls, yeah. but yeah. But but your your point is is very valid. I'm looking I'm looking through the teams right now because we're <clears throat> we've got what a couple more divisions or was that it? We have the AFC South. I think Colts win that. Colts. Uh, NFC North. Green Bay's playoff bound. AFC East. Buffalo Bills. And they're, I mean, they're going to go to the playoffs. I think with New England, no Cam, no Bam, baby. You don't have Cam Newton, you don't win games. Um, I think Chicago's good, but they're not great as far as the NFC North is concerned. Um, Titans could be another playoff team, but, you know, as far as the AFC South is concerned, I think it's Colts and nobody else. What about the, what about the Bills? Are they Super Bowl contenders or are they just really good in the regular season? Are they legit? I mean, right now, I think they look legit. I don't know if I don't know if they're contenders just yet. I think we need to see some more, some more of Josh Allen making the smart plays, throwing the good balls, and and beating teams. I mean that 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 win against the Rams almost wasn't a win. They got they got a call. The Rams lost on a on a call, really. And so, I would say if they can continue to beat teams like the Rams that are of that caliber, very similar um, to those abilities, then yes, they are, they are definitely contenders, but they've got a road ahead and it's going to be tough. They have to play new England twice and they've got a challenge this week with the Titans. So do the Patriots make the playoffs as a wild card? No. What, when's the last time they missed the playoffs? Probably when Brady tore his ACL. Hell, they might have made the playoffs then. It's been a long time. So, Patriots I, miss I the playoffs. Tom Brady makes the playoffs? Yeah. Oh, Tom Brady wins the division. Okay. Dude threw five touchdowns on Sunday. He did. He was playing the Chargers, though. And he's thrown two pick sixes this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when they, when they play a high-quality team, how is he going to do? He had to come from behind them. Also in the Chargers. So. I mean, Jameis Winston threw thirty picks, and <laughs> that team almost won. Yeah, they were eight, they were eight and eight when when Jameis was there, and you know, not too. They far. almost made the playoffs, right? So, yeah. Tom Brady is, I would say, arguably, but way better than Jameis Winston. <laughs> A little bit. Uh, so, we got we're we're about good on time. We've got got some good coverage. Been a good chat. So. Uh, if you have any final questions or any tidbits, let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to post you with your NFC, AFC championship game predictions and then your Super Bowl predictions at quarter one. And uh, I feel oh. no pressure here because I am historically ungodly bad at predicting the Super Bowl. So, except when the Eagles won it, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, in the NFC, I'm going to stick to my guns. I think Seattle will be in the NFC Championship game, and okay. I think they'll be playing against Green Bay. That'd be fun. That'd I be think I think Tom Brady gets beat by Aaron Rodgers. The 12s go at it in the playoffs, and the hard count wins. All right. 
And then um, in the AFC, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the chiefs, obviously, Um, you know, the Kings are the Kings until somebody beats them. And then (sighs) my heart wants to go with defense because I think that has a huge thing to do with whether or not you get into the final there. Um, Because I think the Colts have the best defense in the league right now. But I'm not going to go defense. I think the AFC Championship is going to be an offensive showdown. And, I mean, I really I really think it's going to be Chiefs and the NF, NFC North Baltimore Ravens okay. in the championship game. So who's your Super Bowl pick? <clears throat> Super Bowl pick is going to be Green Bay in Kansas City. And your winner? Green Bay. I like it. I think this is Aaron Rodgers' FU tour. It's going to be his last year in Green Bay, and he's he's going to put the best resume out there he can. After uh, they drafted Jordan Love in the first round? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a great formula to get your quarterback to play better. But. Make him feel the pressure. I wouldn't be surprised if he left. Um but at the same time, he wins one, and you know he's mentioned he doesn't want to play forever. And I think he really likes his coach. His offensive, his coach is really offensive minded, and I think he kind of gives him the reins. So I wouldn't be surprised if he wins, comes back. But that's not interesting, not a bad theory because obviously they drafted Jordan Love with the intention that he is getting older, kind of the whole Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers deal. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers ends up on the West Coast in the future, um, potentially Las Vegas. I mean, if Jared Goff doesn't work out for the Rams, he could very well be an L.A. Ram. Um, if if Jimmy Garoppolo can't get healthy and they can't find a decent backup, Aaron Rodgers could be a San Francisco 49er. Yeah, I'm not sold on Jimmy G, man. I don't hate the guy. I just, I'm just not sold on him. I think without that studded roster, I think he is an 8-8 eight eight guy, 7-9 guy. He just – I mean, <clears throat> when they played the Packers in the NFC Championship last year, he threw – he only completed like 11 passes or something. I mean, he didn't have to do anything. And they won pretty handily. I mean, yeah, you know, not not that the Super Bowl is every game, but you know, you saw in the Super Bowl, he he struggled. I don't know. I don't know my Super Bowl picks. I'm thinking. I really am. Uh, <clears throat> Alex said I'm notoriously bad, but I'm gonna go AFC. Uh, I'm with you. I you know for a long time as a as an Eagles fan I I honestly thought that Andy would might not get one because he always had some he was always phenomenal but he always had someone in his way just just barely missed it just couldn't get it but he won it they're crushing it they haven't lost in like eight games or something ridiculous um, I think the Chiefs are back in the AFC Championship I hope they win I, you know they're kind of my backup team even when they weren't Super Bowl winners because I love Andy Reid. Doug Peterson came from there. Um, Patrick Mahomes, hell of a dude. Just a good team. And I've been to the, uh, their stadium twice. Love the stadium. Love the fans. Hell of an environment. So, anyways, I think you got the Chiefs. And I'm going to go Bills. I think Josh Allen's killing it. Um, I think they're they're a well-rounded team. I think the, this is their time because the Patriots are slipping. And I think that they have a, a pretty good shot at getting a first-round bye, if not being a two or a three seed. So, I think you got Chiefs, Bills. That was – I mean, the Bills are going to be like my third. Yeah, like if it wasn't the Ravens, it would have been the Bills. But I like I, them because you just never, no one ever says Bills Super Bowl contender playoffs. Like that hasn't been said since I've been born. Jim so, Kelly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then you know, 
hard to say there, but I think the Chiefs still have that it factor. I think they win it. I think they're they're winning all the close games they need to. Um, and then the NFC, that one's really hard for me. Um, yeah, I like the Seahawks a lot. I think Pete Carroll's an amazing coach. I think Russell's a good coach. Like I said, their defense is pretty suspect, so I'm not sure. But I'm going to go Seattle. And I don't know for the other team. You know, I, I like the Buccaneers. I thought they were. I thought they did really well. And Tom Brady's also got that it factor. So and a good defense. And a good defense, and they seem to be improving every week. But yeah, I'm going to do it for now. I'm going to go Seahawks Buccaneers. I think the Seahawks win. I think you got Russell Wilson versus Patrick Mahomes for the Super Bowl. Oh, that's going to be a good game if it happens. That's for sure. That's one you don't want to lose her in. Just two two great guys, two good great coaches. That's just one you you just want to enjoy the game. So yeah, for sure. I I would think that your guess is just as good as mine as who it's really going to be. But um, I, I can't argue with your picks for any of those games. So yeah, well, this has been pretty fun. Enjoyed it. Had a lot of good conversation. Um, nice nice little test run for us too because it's Q one. I think we need to come back for quarter two. Hey, I would love to be your regular correspondent. <laughs> so anytime you need me to come on for, for any sport, I mean, if you want to talk about curling or, you know, women's synchronized swimming, dude, I'm there. I'll, I'll dive in for sure. Yeah, I've been trying to well well round myself in sports. Right now it's obviously football's number one. UFC is a close number two. Um, I'm, a, I'm a very, very hard fair weather uh, NBA fan. I only watch it really in the playoffs, which it's almost over. I've kind of following it now, but, um, you know, might try to pick up on some more stuff to be a little more well-rounded, but for now, primarily NFL, UFC. So, and I know you watch, I know you watch UFC a little bit, so. Yeah, I do. I mean, I don't know a damn thing about it, but I definitely like to, uh, watch the fights and, and pick the fights. Uh, we should like do a Twitch stream or something sometime soon and, uh, we'll just watch fights together and invite people to come watch them with us or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, UFC is just so fun to watch because uh, it's growing. It's 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 a, a good mix of martial arts and then, you know, obviously entertainment, shit-talking, and, and hype and uh, the hype videos they do. Uh, I've only really been following it for two to three years, so I would definitely still consider myself a novice. But uh, and, I, and it's, One it's thing, hard. I have a question for you. Yeah. Have you seen this uh, Florentine football? No. Okay, so there's a, there's a Netflix – show called home game and it's about all these weird sports all over the world in italy in florence italy there's this thing called florentine i think it's florentine football uh and it's pretty crazy but it's essentially rugby football and ufc mixed together and it's like i think it's like 20 on 20 and yes and like there there's goals at each end of of the field and the goal is the Quidditch? the goal is the full length of the field, the full width of the field, and you have a ball and you have to get the ball to the other side in your goal when you possess it, but the other team can literally fight you, so you have to move the ball across the field without getting into a fight with somebody and then get it in the goal. Now, but once a fight goes to the ground, they have to stay down like you're down, and you can't get up till play is ended. I'm just, I just Googled Florentine football and it 
the first thing that strikes my that, that makes me think of is like modern day gladiator because they're like on this dirt field. Yes, and they <laughs> they don't have shirts on. No, they're shirtless. They wear these weird pants. They're wearing weird pants. You're correct. <laughs> and this dude is like putting the meanest stiff arm on this guy. And it, oh my gosh! Here's the, another thing. It's super badass. They only play it once a year. It's like a festival, so it's only one week of the year that they play this game. And you once you're on a team. You're on that team for life. You can't be on any different team. And the, the team that you are on is the district in which you were born in, in which your family li- lives. What country? So this is like, this is Italy. This is, it comes from the Renaissance period. But straight up, it's like, it's basically so, like a festival. The so whole city gets into it. Because so it's like one game a year. Yeah. One, no, no, it's one tournament a year. Oh, it's, so a it's like okay. like a weekend deal. Yeah, so it's like there's four teams. Each 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 team's from a different district in Flor- Florence, and then like I think I, I don't know how they seed it. Maybe you always play the same team, like like the NFL is, but like they have like a small bracket, and whichever team wins moves on to play the other team that wins. So as you're you're talking, I'm just looking at, but you so you. Google Florentine football, and then it's it has a, a more decorated name, which I mm, can't pronounce, but Calcio Fiorentino. Calcio uh, Florentine? Florentino is what it looks like. So Florentino. is an early form of football, soccer, and rugby that originated in the 16th century. So I was just, just going to read all that briefly, but the next thing, like the people also ask question, has anyone died playing this? And it says yes. While they're <laughs> – while there have no been been no deaths during the game in modern times, there have been numerous cases of players hospitalized for months. City authorities in 2007 banned the match for a year after a brawl, which saw around 50 players, which is almost all of them, taken to court. So this is like football, rugby, gladiator, Hunger Games. Prison rules uh, basketball. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Longest yard combined with uh, like – gladiator style wow this is intense yeah dude so is this a netflix documentary so the documentary has all these different sports but that's just like one episode it talks about that sport and like these guys are they look like ufc fighters they are built they have that build and some of these guys even train in ufc to prepare for wow that's like the that's like that. Coligio Fiorentino, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, the hunger, that's Hunger Games style. When Florence <laughs> rules football. That's what I'm calling it. You, I want a jersey. That's what I want. They don't have jerseys, though. They're shirtless, right? I want some pants Dude, or something. We need to figure out when that is and just go, go and like, yeah. cover it and, and just – yeah, but what if what if you like drink a couple of beers and like you know we're we're NFL American fans we get mouthy we like to have fun talk shit what if some what if they like jump us? Dude, if I'm in if I'm in Florence again, I'm drinking wine and I'm chilling with everyone. Like I'm having a good time. I ain't trying to like get aggressive. I'm just gonna because you know I'm a stranger. These guys, this is their team for life. That's crazy. You can't switch. This is if you're born in that district, that's your team. Yeah, this guy's literally suplexing him onto the ground. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Yeah, these dudes are literally fighting. Yeah, While the game like, is going, <laughs> it's like if you put an octagon in the middle of a hockey rink in the middle of a football stadium. I swear, if Habib Nurmagomedov found out about this, he would dominate. If he was, if he was there, he would kill it. He can't play because he's not Italian. That's crazy. He's not from Florence. Uh, that's good stuff. So, like, here's the thing, though. 
if I'm a if I'm a UFC scout, if I'm trying to find talent for for the UFC, that's the first place I'm going. Dana White's contender series needs to go to Italy and watch that. Or oh. Dana White's looking for a fight. He goes. Did there to, used to be like a TV show where it's like the next great UFC fighter or UFC challenge, something like that? There's all kinds. Like, so there's like the one that's currently going on right now. And actually, I should have watched. It. I missed it. It's on Tuesday nights. It's Dana White's contender series. It's on Tuesday nights. He picks guys and flies them in to the Apex in Vegas, and then they fight. And then if you win, you have a chance at a contract right there on the spot. Then before that, there's one called the Ultimate Fighter, and that's more of like a camp style where there's like teams right. and coaches, and it's a tournament, and they're out in Vegas. And that, that's a little more uh, like reality TV, you know, because they're in the house together, meatheads all getting juiced The up. Bachelor meets fighting. Yes, absolutely. So you got Ultimate Fighter, Dana White's Contender Series, and then you got another one that's called Dana White's Looking for a Fight. And he goes out to cities, you know, like he'd go to Tulsa, River Spirit, and watch, you know, some of the lower promotion fights and, you know, tries to see who's, who's the next star and tries to give him or offer a contract or get him out. And then also on the show, he goes out, like if, you know, he's in Tulsa, he'll go out to the local restaurants or he'll go do something cool. So there's, there's all three of those. Um, they're all pretty fun. And then they come and go. So I think out of all of them, my favorite is probably uh, Contender Series, which is on Tuesdays, is because you show up, you got one fight. Sometimes it's on three weeks notice. Sometimes it's a month. And then if you win, you got a great shot at getting the contract. And a lot of times you sign your contract and then you're going to fight two or three months later because you're fresh and you're ready to roll. So. All right, Dana, here's a free idea. I know you're listening. <laughs> the next contender series, you go to Florence and you do the Caligio Fiorentino football <laughs> and whichever team, and it's nothing but your best UFC fighters. Free idea, Dana. You get the best fighters to come play this sport, and then you develop this sport overseas. And now you're not just in charge of the UFC, but you have Calicchio Fiorentino's Pro League. How amazing would that be? That's a free idea, Dana. Just just don't forget me. That's all I'm saying. That's awesome. Well, Chase, <clears throat> it's been awesome. Uh, we went a good amount of time. really like it, and we will definitely do a quarter two. Uh, thanks for coming on. You got any last words? Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate the time and uh, love that you let a regular armchair quarterback fan come on and talk football like it means something. So I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how close we are to calling this thing after quarter two. And maybe I have to do some uh, walking back some things, <laughs> we figure things out. It would be hypocritical not to allow you because I am what you stated, an armchair quarterback and a fan. Uh, I agree. So hopefully we make some good predictions and then we can go reshare this when the Super Bowl comes around. If not, we'll just act like it never happened. So don't mention Yeah, that. for sure, man. I can't wait to come back. All right, brother. Thank you. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you guys right. for tuning in and have a good night.